Welcome back to Sister Alley Cast Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And on this week, I have a surprise for you. I will be doing a series on the whole armor of God. Yes, I said the whole armor of God. Coming from Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and the breakdown is really going to be from verse 10 through verse 18. However, we are going to start at verse 1 to get an idea of what Paul was telling the saints and and um, and for today's time what Paul was telling us to do in this spiritual battle that is waging in the world today. So Paul talks started at verse 1. We're going to start and uh, talk about the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Again, that's Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and we're going to start at verse one. However, the teaching and the breakdown will be verses 10 through verse 18. Okay, verse one, children, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bound or free. And ye masters, do the same things unto them. Forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. Finally, my brethren, Paul tells us, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Whose might? The Lord's might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, 
wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praise God. I just read for you Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse one through 18. Now we're going to start with the breakdown. But first of all, we're going to talk about what Paul, we're going to start with verse one through nine. No, Paul starts Ephesians by giving instructions concerning family relationships. And we know that is one of the main tactics of the devil is to come up against family. Because when he comes up against family and there is chaos within the house, when there's chaos within the family, that opens doors for other things to come in, sickness to come in, uh, disease to come in, uh, 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 the use of uh, drugs and alcohol, all sorts of things, uh, um, promiscuity, I guess I could say, um, you know, the husband going out on the wife and the wife going out on the husband and, and all kinds of things of that nature. So we know that this is one of the main tactics of the devil is to come up against family rela relationships. And also Paul began, or in, in addition to Paul begins to tell the children to obey their parents you know, that their life may be long, that their days may be long. Be obedient to your parents when you're young. And even when you get older, you must have respect for your parents, for your days to be long upon this earth. Regardless of um, what the parent may do or have done, we still have, there still has to be some type of uh, respect or uh, obedience to the parent and God is going to take care of anything that the parent has done that they are not supposed to have against the will of God or against the laws and the rules and the regulations of the Lord. So children obey your parents and parents do not provoke your children. So God is, is not only for the kids, but it's for the parents as well. Don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't provoke your children to be yeah, to do things that are unpleasing unto the Lord are unseemly. And then the scripture goes on to deal with the servants and the masters. And we can break it down to our terms to deal with employees and to deal with employers. Basically, what Paul is saying is for employees and employers to respect one another in your position, just as God respects you. We can even go on to this uh, Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 12, where basically Jesus is saying, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. So this is what Paul began to talk about in the first uh, few verses in Ephesians 6, that's verse one through nine. So he talked about relationships, family relationships and um, employer employee relationships. Now, when we get to verse 10, this is the part that we want to really break down and we really want to talk about. Now, Paul began to say, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power 
of his might. Now here in verse 10, Paul concludes his teaching by encouraging the people to draw their strength from the Lord and to be empowered, which means to be authorized through their union with God, through their relationship with God, gain strength and be empowered, get authorization from God through your union with God and in the power of his might, his might, his superior strength. So Paul is encouraging us to be strong in the Lord, to gain strength from God, to gain authorization in this warfare that we're uh, fighting in on today and to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and his might, his superior strength. We know that God is the God of all things. He is the making the creator of all things. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He spoke to nothing. He spoke to nothingness and he created the heavens and the earth. So his superior strength, his superior power, we are to gain that from God. Why? Because we are his children. We have been engrafted in through Jesus Christ. We are Abraham's seed. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we must realize that we get our strength and our power and everything from God. So we must look, look at this scripture in that way. Finally, my brethren, Paul is saying, okay, finally, let me make sure that you understand that be strong in the Lord in this battle and in the power of his might, not your own might, but the might that God gives you we must realize that it in this this is the beginning or this this particular scripture verse 10 is the beginning of an extremely important insight into the spiritual realm which we as Christians are we as people of God are we as believers we must gain the knowledge that God is given us through the scriptures because in Hosea, the scripture began to tell us that the people of God are destroyed for the like of knowledge and for the knowledge that they reject. So we have to get into work, into the word of God and we have to gain the knowledge uh, in the spiritual realm as well as the natural. Yes, we as believers, we tend to, uh, uh, quote scriptures or use cliches, but we also need to realize that there is a spiritual realm. The, the Bible tells us uh, when Jesus began to teach his disciples how to pray, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but we must understand that there we want the things of heaven, the things that happen in heaven, they happen in heaven or in the heavenly realms, I should say, because there are three heavens. There's the first, the second, and the third heaven. Things happen in the heavenly realm before they come here to earth. So we must get a clear and a precise understanding of the spiritual realm so we will know how to fight in this battle. We will know uh, how to uh, maneuver upon this earth because we all know that there is a battle between uh, God and Satan we all know that Satan was kicked out of heaven. If we don't know, we are learning that today, that Satan was kicked out of heaven because he began to wanted to exalt himself up above God, his actual creator. Now, who does that or who thinks like that? Because of pride, it's a spirit. 
There are spirits that go out into the world and these spirits are in heaven. And just if you can read the scripture uh, back in the Old Testament, um, let's see if I can remember it because this is not in my notes. But um, God was asking who would go because there was a, let's see. I know it's a prophet, a king, or something of that nature. But anyway, God was saying, who will go? Who will go? And a spirit came to God that was in heaven, in the third heaven where God dwells, where um, you may say um, paradise is. A lot of people know about paradise. Well, the spirit came and he said, I will go. I will go and I will be a lying spirit unto uh, the king. So he, that spirit, we, that lets us know that there are spirits in the spiritual realm and they do, uh, things or they come to earth to cause confusion. They come to earth to cause, uh, evil. They, they come to earth to cause wickedness in so many words, but I really am getting ahead of myself, but we want to go back and we want to know according to. Paul in verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Why? Because we live in a, uh, there are two realms in the, this is the beginning of an extremely important insight into the spiritual realm. Now, verse 11, Paul began to say, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, first of all, we must understand with a surety that there is a battle going on. And this battle is in two different realms. It's in the natural realm, which we live in, flesh and blood. And there is a supernatural or a spiritual realm where spirit beings live. That's where God lives in the supernatural spiritual world. That's where Jesus lives. That's where the devil lives. That's where demons are is in that supernatural spiritual realm. Now, this battle is not in the flesh. That means not flesh and blood, not flesh and bones. We don't fight against people. People are not the ultimate problem. But what are people? People are only host or conduit for something that is operating in the invisible or in the spiritual realm. People are host in order for the invisible conflict or the invisible battle to be manifested in the natural or in the physical realm. So in so many words, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people in this battle. We, people are used as hosts for that which is supernatural, for demons, if you want to say it like that. People are used by Satan in order to get his uh, strategy accomplished, if, you, if we want to say it like that. People are used by Satan and his cohorts, by Satan and his host, the host of darkness, because there are two kingdoms. We have a kingdom of light where God, Jesus, and the heavenly host abides 
and and Nana, if she went to heaven, Nana is uh, in the kingdom of God. And then there is the kingdom of darkness, where Satan and his fallen angels and his demons and his imps and those that didn't obey the rules of God ended up in hell. That is the kingdom of darkness. So, first of all, we must realize that there's a natural realm and there's a supernatural realm. There's a spiritual realm that we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people. We don't fight against our brothers and our sisters. Just as Paul began to say in uh, throughout verse 1 through 9. Children, you're not fighting against your parents. And parents, you're not fighting against your children. Uh, employees and employers, you're not fighting against each other. When this, this battle is not about flesh and blood. It's about, it's about the spiritual realm. It's about what happens in the spirit is manifested in the natural realm. So we must make sure that we understand that we, fight, we uh, according to verse 11, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We do not fight against flesh and blood. And, and the scripture is going to tell us that as we go on and study this uh, chapter. Now, a great preacher and teacher of God, Tony Evans, began to make a statement. He began to say everything visible and physical is preceded by something invisible and spiritual. Now, I added always to that statement, everything visible and physical, everything that you can see with your eyes, everything that happens here in the natural, everything that happens upon this earth is always preceded by something that is invisible and spiritual. Hence, we can look at the scripture in Matthew 6 and 10, where Jesus began to give his model prayer to his dis disciples. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. And Jesus began to say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, if we are to address some form of stronghold, some form of conflict or a trial in our visible physical world, we must first address it in the invisible spiritual world because we want God's kingdom to come. Something, everything visible and physical is always preceded by something invisible and something spiritual. So the battle that's going on, we can go to Revelations and we can read about the battle that's going on uh, in in the heavenlies, in the heavenly regions. Remember I said there's a first heaven, there's a second heaven, and there's a third heaven. In the heavenlies or in the heavenly regions, there is a battle going on um, uh, between good and evil, between uh, the kingdom of light 
in the kingdom of darkness. And we must understand these things, get a clear understanding of what's really going on. And we as believers, or we as Christians, or we as those that say that God is our father, we must understand these things. We must, we must get the knowledge of God through by the scriptures and understand the depths of what the scriptures are telling us so we can better live uh, a holy life. We can better live a righteous life. We can better live a life that will, um, in the end, we will find ourselves in heaven uh, with Jesus and with God. So therefore, if we are to address forms of strongholds, our calamities, our conflicts, our trials that are in this visible world, our financial uh, woes, our uh, sickness, infirmities, uh, our mind uh, battles. If we are to address these strongholds in the visible world, we must first address it in the invisible spiritual world. Now, first, we must look for the root cause of our calamity, of our trial, of our conflict, of our stronghold, of our sickness, of our disease, of our, our mind battle. We must look for the root cause of our lack, of our limitations, of our delay, of our poverty. We must first look for the root cause of our calamity. We have a tendency as being Christians, as being believers, to look at the fruit, the fruit that we can see on the tree. We look at our sickness. We look at uh, um, um, our financial woes. We look at um, our, our trouble in our marriages. We look at uh, our trouble with our kids. We look at our troubles on our job. We look at the fruit. We look at what we can see. We look at what we hear. We look at what we taste. We look at what we touch and we look at what we smell, which are only the product of the seed. These things are only the product of the seed of the tree or the tree or the root. These are only products of the root. What we hear, what we see, what we taste, what we touch, what we smell. These are only products of the root cause. These are only products of the seed of the tree. And we tend to focus so much on the fruit that we ignore the root itself. We ignore the root altogether. And by doing so, we live a dangerous and unfulfilled life. We use a large amount of our energy trying to overcome our natural problems in the flesh, in the physical. And we have forgotten or we don't even realize due to the lack of knowledge, the cause of our adversity is actually spiritual. We're too busy looking at the fruit to realize the cause of our adversity, the cause of our calamity, the cause of our conflict, the cause of our problem is spiritual. 
We're looking at it in the natural, in the flesh. But the root cause is spiritual. And when we fail to realize that the battle of the cause is spiritual, this realm, which is the spiritual realm, does not get the proper attention from us that is required for us to be victorious. I'll say that again. When we fail to realize that the battle or the cause of our calamity is spiritual, not flesh and blood, the spiritual realm, and I would say, in addition to that, the kingdom of darkness does not get the proper attention required for us to be victorious. Thus, that leaves us frustrated, that leaves us hopeless, and that leaves us defeated. That leaves us frustrated when we can't understand what's wrong with our husband or what's wrong with our wife. When it's all spiritual, when it's a devil, it's a demon attacking them. It leaves us hopeless. It leaves us defeated overall. And that is what the devil wants to happen. The book of Hosea 4, chapter 4 and verse 6 begin to say, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. That knowledge that we don't have or that knowledge that we reject. It, the, the scripture says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. God began to say, I will also reject thee. Thou, that thou shalt not be my priest, a priest unto me, seeing thou hast forgotten. And in the Greek, forgotten means to cease to care or to ignore. Seeing thou hast forgotten, you have ceased to care, or you ignoring the law, which are the instructions and the directions of thy God. He said that I will forget or I will ignore your children. This is scripture. Look it up for yourself in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. This is God speaking. He said that thou shalt be no priest unto me. Seeing that thou hast forgotten, thou hast ceased to care. Thou are, you are ignoring the law that I have given you. You have ceased to care about the law or the, the instructions. The law is instructions, the directions of God. He said, you have ceased or you have forgotten. You have ceased to care. You ignore my instructions. You ignore my directions. And he said, because you have done that, I will also ignore your children. So it not only comes to us, he's not only going to reject us because, uh, because of lack of knowledge. He's going to also ignore and reject our children. This word is powerful. We must get a clear understanding of the word of God because it not only deals with us as an individual, it deals with our 
the next generation, the next generation, and the next generation. So we have to be very, very careful how we um, take heed to the word of God and how we um, learn the word of God. We know that in the book of Psalms uh, chapter one, it tells us to meditate on the word, meditate on it, model it, uh, get it in uh, repeat it, get it into our hearts. I like to say, Lord, write it on the table of my heart as, as David did. We need to get the word on the inside and get a clear understanding of what the word is telling us because we don't want God to reject us as his priest and we don't want him to uh, ignore and to forget our children, the next generation. So it is imperative that we study all things spiritual. It's imperative that we study the kingdom of God. And that includes his laws, his statutes, that includes his covenants, and that includes his curses. Yes, God, there are curses out there. And we can find those curses. We can find a lot of curses in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, the 27th and the 28th chapter which I plan to do a podcast on Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. So uh, be geared up for that because it tells us about the blessings of God and it tells us about the curses of God. So we don't want to always uh, focus on blessings. God bless me. God, I need a blessing. Lord, bless me with this. Bless me with that. Uh, and some people, you know, we even get into, okay, I don't want to ask for uh, natural things like cars and houses and and things of that nature but I want to ask for spiritual blessings I want to be blessed in the spirit I want to be anointed by God and I want this and I want that in the spirit but there is a way to get all those things there is a way there is a process there are laws and statutes and covenants that we have to come into agreement with God in order to get these things because just as the blessings are there are curses we must also not only focus on the blessings but we must also consider the cursings because if we don't do this and if we don't do that you know, according to the laws and the statutes and the covenants of God, there are curses. We always like to say, I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I go and I'm blessed when I come. But if you read farther down in those scriptures, Jesus, the God said, if you don't do this and if you don't do that, which I'm going to do a podcast on that. He said, you're going to be cursed in the city and you're going to be cursed in the field. You're going to be cursed going in and you're going to be cursed coming out. So we must not only look at one aspect of the word of God. We have to take the whole word of God into consideration and learn that there is a spiritual warfare. There is a spiritual realm. There is a natural realm. There is a, a kingdom of light, which is God. There's a kingdom of darkness, which is the devil. And as, in, as instructed in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 the bible tells us to study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needed not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth we have to rightly divide it we 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 uh need to study to show ourselves approved unto god not unto man but unto god 
that we may be able to use his word. When, when the devil came to Jesus, uh, the, every time the devil came to Jesus, I think it was three or four times. What did Jesus do? Jesus used the word on Satan. And how can we use the word if we do not know the word? So it's very important. It is imperative that we study the word of God so we can show ourselves approved unto God and that we need not to be ashamed when the enemy come up against us and, and we have no strength. We have no no fight in us. Why? Because we don't have the word of God on the inside of us. And we need to be able to rightly divide the word. And after we gain the knowledge that we need, we must meditate on this word. And I've already told you we can find that in Psalms verse 1 chapter 2. And we can also find it in the book of Joshua verse 1 and chapter 8. We need to meditate on the word that we will be able to use it in this spiritual battle that we are fighting on today. Now I want to be clear. Let me be clear. Jesus defeated the devil already and all of his evil forces on the cross. Let me be clear. Jesus defeated Satan and all his cohorts on the cross. However, Satan and his host of darkness, I will say, Satan and his host of darkness, they are free to assault us on a consistent basis. That means over and over again. We live on this earth. They're on this earth. They are free to assault us. Yes, Jesus defeated the devil. On the cross. His time is coming. We can read that in, Re in the book of Revelations. His time is coming. We can read about all of that in the book of Revelations. And maybe maybe I'll do a podcast. Uh, I'm quite sure I will. Someday. But we. The devil and his cohorts. His, his imps and his demons. They have free access to us. And they can assault us daily. On a consistent basis. Over and over again. But. There is no need for us to fear. Why? Because we have been given every tool necessary. Every tool required to defeat the enemy. And to be a victorious believer. God has given us everything that we need. To defeat Satan and his cohorts. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures on that. Before... I close this first episode of this series, The Whole Armor of God. The first scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5 states, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's pertaining to the flesh or the body. They are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're nothing that man can make. There's nothing, nothing that's upon this earth. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty. Our weapons are mighty through God. 
And that's why I'm doing this uh, teaching. That's why I am doing this episode, these, this series on the whole armor of God. We're going to learn about our weapons. First, Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not pertaining to the flesh. They can't be made by man, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Wow, what a weapon. Our weapons are mighty. They're mighty to, through God. What do our weapons do for us? They pull down strongholds. They pull down those strongholds of sickness, those strongholds of poverty, those strongholds of, of, of uh, um, um, anger, of fear, of, of unforgiveness, disobedience. The weapons of our warfare, that's what our weapons can do. That is what our weapons can do. They're mighty through God. They pull down strongholds. Our weapons cast down vain imaginations. Those imaginations that come to your mind. You know the battle is in the mind. If you don't know it, you know it today. But our battlefield is in our minds. But what does the word of God tell us? It says that our weapons, what? Our weapons cast down those imaginations. Our weapons cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Our weapons cast down those things. Our weapons cast down Satan and his cohorts. Why? Because they want to exalt themselves up, up against the knowledge of God. That's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. He wanted to be exalted above God. Our weapons, our weapons bring into captivity every fault to the obedience of Christ. Remember, our battlefield is in the mind. That's where our battlefield is. Our, our weapons are not pertaining to flesh and blood. Why? Because our battle takes place in our mind. But guess what? Ha! Second Corinthians tells me chapter 10 verse 4 and 5 that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds I pull down strongholds I cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that lifts itself against the knowledge of God and I bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ how can I say I do that because God has given me this weapon he has given me these weapons. God has given it to us that we can do these things. We can pull down strongholds. We can cast down vain imaginations. Praise God. I'm going to move on because I'm excited about that scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 and 5. Go and read it for yourself and meditate on it. Meditate upon it as the scripture tells us in 2 Timothy to show ourselves approved unto God, being able to rightly divide the word and to use it in our arsenal. Put the word, put 2 Corinthians in your arsenal. So when the devil comes up against you, you can pull, pull it out and pull down that stronghold, honey. Oh, praise God. Blessed be the name of God. We're going to go on to Luke 10 and 19. It states that I give 
unto you power. This is Jesus speaking. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. To tread on the enemy. He says serpents and scorpions. I, I, I don't want to break it down. I want to get too far into this. But you can go and study it for yourself. I have given you unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. <laughs> what does a serpent do? It bites you. <laughs> and if you're not too careful, depending on the serpent, it will kill you. What does scorpions do? They sting you. And if you're not too careful, what? You will die from it. But God, Jesus said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. I give you the power. And over all the power of the enemy, all the power of Satan. Yeah, Satan has power. You can see it in this scripture. Luke 10 and 19. Let us not be one of those saints that says, oh, I, I have been saved by Jesus Christ. And um, he is um, fighting the battle for me and I don't have to do nothing. Oh, no. Oh, no. The scripture tells me or Satan has no power. No, the scripture tells us in Luke 10 and 19 that Jesus began to say, I give unto you power to tread on the serpents and scorpions. And I give you power over all power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So that lets us know right here in this scripture that the enemy has power. Yes, the enemy has power. But what? God has given us power above the power of the enemy. And we just have to utilize our weapons. We have to utilize the power that God has given us. Praise God. We're going to go to Matthew 16 and 19, which states... I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What? Did you not know that you have keys to the kingdom of heaven? Jesus is stating this in Matthew 16 and 19. I give unto you keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And this goes back to what happens in the spiritual is or what happens in the natural is preceded by the spirit. Those things that happen in the spiritual realm. He said, and whatsoever ye shall bind here on earth, it is bound in heaven. What you bind here on earth. According to the will of God, according to the laws of God, it's already bound in heaven. It says, whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. According to the will of God, according to his laws, his statutes, his codes, whatever you loose here on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. Remember, we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We have the keys to the kingdom of light. We his children. We have the keys. We have the tools. As I said previously. We have everything that we need. To overcome the devil. Yes. The devil and his host. His host of darkness. Yes. They have power. But we have a greater power. Why? Because it's given to us from our Heavenly Father. And our Heavenly Father is the one who created Satan. 
and his cohorts. God created them. So if God gives us power over them, yes, he did. We have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I'm excited about it. We are the righteousness of God. According to scripture, we are his righteousness. Therefore, we have what we need to be victorious over the kingdom of darkness. Oh my God from Zion, I'm so excited about it. Praise God. That's the first episode of the series, The Whole Armor of God. When I come back, praise Jesus for the episode number two. We are going to get deeper into the scripture and eventually we will get to the armor of God. But I'm just excited about what the Lord has already told us. He's already told us that um, we have power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. He has already told us that he has given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. We have keys to get into the kingdom of heaven. And whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He has told us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not pertaining to the flesh. They cannot be made by man, but they are mighty through God and that we can pull down strongholds. We can cast down vain imaginations. We can uh, cast down every high thing that exists exalts itself against the knowledge of God and we can bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is what God has already told us before we even get to the armor. God has told us that we need to study the word to show ourselves approved unto him, a workman that needed not be ashamed, that we must rightly divide the word of God. He's told us that we must meditate upon his word night and day, that we may be able to use his, the, his word in the spiritual battle that we are fighting on today. He has already told us that it's imperative that we uh, study all things spiritual. Uh, we must study the kingdom of God, which includes his laws, his statutes, his covenants. And we also must study about his curses. We must uh, gain the knowledge of God because we know that the word tells us that his people are destroyed or we, we are his people. We are destroyed. We are destroyed by who? We are destroyed by Satan and his cohorts. And if need be, we are destroyed by God. Why? Because we don't have the knowledge that we need to fight in this battle because we have rejected the knowledge that God has given us. We have rejected it or we have uh, ignored the laws, the instructions, the directions of God and he will ignore our children. He will ignore the next generation. God has told us all these things. So we must be mindful of the word of God. We've learned from the great preacher and teacher Tony Evans that everything visible and physical is always preceded by something invisible and something spiritual. So it, it, it lets us know that when Jesus uh, said in his model prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we must uh, pay attention to the spiritual realm as well as the natural. We've learned that we focus too much on the fruit 
uh, of our circumstance instead of finding out what is the root cause. What is the root cause that we may deal with the root? What is the root cause of sickness, of our infirmity? What is the root cause that makes husband and wife bicker? What is the root cause that makes children act out? What is the root cause of our financial calamity? What is the root cause? We have to find the root cause of our spiritual sickness, of our depression, of our oppression. What is the root cause? We've learned these things on today, praise God, and I'm excited about it. What a a lot that we have learned on today. What a lot that we have to meditate on today. And it is imperative that we meditate on these things that we... uh, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. (laughs) Praise God. Again, thank you for listening to Sister Allie Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. I should add in there that we talk about a lot of scripture. We break down some in depth and some we don't break down in depth. But I just want to thank you for listening and stay tuned for episode two of the whole armor of God. Be blessed.